Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Houdinki Insurance, a new venture partnering both Houdinki and Chubb, two industry leaders in their respective fields. Houdinki Insurance is a refreshing new way to protect the timepieces we enjoy and collect. It's a true game changer in that it was designed by watch enthusiasts for watch enthusiasts, and it makes the process of insuring your watches as simple as possible by eliminating the typical pain points that can make insurance such a headache. Stay tuned later in the episode for more information and be sure to check out insurance.hudinki.com or download the Hudinki app on iOS or Android. Hey everyone, welcome to the 10 and 2 podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing real Hanging good. Hanging in there. Yeah trying to it's the same <laughs> my life is the same every day is the same it really is <laughs> I'm not complaining though because I'm happy and healthy so I'm not complaining well I don't know how I feel about the weather lately though like the hot and cold it's so hot outside it's very hot it's like 85 degrees today mm-hmm. and then by the weekend it's supposed to be 60 something yeah. well when we left last week uh, for Colorado it was chilly and I was surprised to come back and it was like in the 80s. I was like, oh, I thought it would be colder it's by now. Tennessee. And it, it tricks you. Your mind tricks you because the leaves are all falling. It looks very fall outside. Like you want to go grab your cute boots and put them on. But no, it's, it's, it's hot. Like, it's so hot. I, I was leaving my house the other morning and like it was gloomy outside. And I thought I was like, man, it's going to be so cold. I was on the phone with somebody and I was like, oh, man, I bet it's cold outside. I should go grab a coat. And then I walked outside with like this thick sweater on and no, it was so hot. You didn't account for the, the Tennessee. I, I forget about Tennessee fall. like yeah. And winter now, yeah. essentially, because I remember like the last two Christmases. Right, well, let's knock on wood because I like the warm winters. I'm okay with. With Christmas being like I don't care 70s, about snow. I don't care about snow. But I just I want Christmas snow. day. No. That's all I ask. No. No. A little bit of snow. No. You don't have to work. First of all, nobody knows how to drive in the snow but that, here. It's Christmas Day. You're not going anywhere. I, I need milk. I need bread. You better get that house. before because you're you're going to have people over. It's already Christmas time. Like you're going to be prepared. Christmas Day. I'll, I want a white Christmas. No. Then go to the mountains. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Why are we talking about Christmas? What is that I'm Christmas song? <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about I before we started don't talking either. about Christmas time. It's though the weather. It's not Christmas. Thank God. Um, I'm not ready for it yet. So I'm ready for this year to be over though. But I feel like everybody keeps saying, Oh, like I'm so ready for this year to be over. It's not like come January first, it's magically gonna get better. I hope so. No. I hope so. Nope. I, I'm a cynical. You're real sad. I'm very cynical. Yes, Please you say. are. Oh it's Debbie Downer over here. <laughs> Trying to look at the bright side. All right. Well, speaking of the bright side, um, we are getting into our monthly Q&A. Well, yeah. we try and do a Q&A episode every month. Yeah. It doesn't always happen. But I love when we do them. And so yeah. we put out a story on Instagram a couple of days ago. And we got some like 
really awesome responses. There's so many questions. We're no way we're going to get to them all. Yeah. So if we miss your questions, we're sorry. Um, But yeah, like really, really exciting questions. Mm -hmm. So I am excited to get into it. Yeah. And Um, we'll just like, we'll try to go through as many as we can and try to be pretty quick. Um, We have so many good ones today. I I am really excited about it. Well, before we get into our questions... Kat, what are you wearing on your wrist? I am wearing the new Formex Reef Diver Yeah, that uh, we kind of got in, not really for a review. I am going to be doing a written review on it, but we got in just to check out. This is our first Formex, and we talked about it on the last episode. But uh, yeah, really impressed by it. It's very cool, and I'm excited to do my review on it. Yeah, what about for you? sure. I'm excited to check out your review. <laughs> um, I'm also wearing a watch that we had in for a review, uh, the Brew Retromatic, the new watch from Brew Watch Company. It's very cool. So very cool, very funky. I, I just I do kind of like this very funky vintage like aesthetic. I feel like that watch is like a level up from Brew's normal offerings. I would we've, say we've that. We've two, had both. And I feel like this is just slightly better, to yeah. be honest with you. I, f- I would agree with the finishing. Mm-hmm. Like, the finishing on the case design is really well done. Yeah. Um, I love that they have, like, this brush bezel, basically, and then it moves into that high-polished case. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good job. Very excited I like for Brew's stuff. I do, too. I think that it's a... Uh, it, I like that it suits him as a person. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really important when you're starting a, a when you're starting any business. I think it has to be something you're passionate about. And he found something that made it that he was passionate about and turn it into he was able to combine those passions. Yeah, well, of and coffee and watches. So, you know, a lot of a lot of brands look to other designers and and engineers to come up with ideas for their watches where he is doing this all himself and mm-hmm. I mean you can just see that and he's very passionate about it and yeah I love I love the coffee and espresso theme of these watches and yeah. I hope that that continues it seems to be really popular and um, he's kind of sticking within his own little niche and I like that a lot for sure very much so well Q&A time Q&A all right do <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I, I end up here at any time. So, but we're just gonna read through uh, yeah. some of these questions on Instagram. Like Kat said, we'll we'll try and keep most of our answers pretty short, uh, just so we can get through more questions. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. Do you want me to start? Yeah. Why not? Okay. So from Mister, I think this is the top right. Okay. So from Mister underscore W E V A A H thirty five. Weva 35, I guess. I is like how you to say. try and guess what people's Instagram yeah. handles actually I'm are. Because I feel at like it. they don't get offended if you mispronounce an okay. Instagram handle. Okay. That makes me feel it's better. It's not like you're mispronouncing their name. That's unless true. their name is their Instagram. I wish handle. their name would pop up. That would be really cool. Um, all right. So he asked, Do you think more brands should offer a mid-size version of their watches like Omega's old SP midsize? Yes. I do too. <laughs> Very short answer. I do, but I mean, I will say I don't think the old midsize Seamaster Professional was very popular though at 36 millimeters. But they made it I for don't, so long. They made it for so long, but there's a reason they're not making it now. That's true. Um, with a new collection. So a, I don't think it was necessarily popular. I think 36 is a little bit of a struggle as a well, midsize they also sport got, watch. They also got rid of the, they used to make a lady Seamaster mm-hmm. and- you know, they got rid of that. They got rid of the midsize. So I think you're just like, you're stuck with one option now. And granted, you know, I love my Seamaster, but it is big. Yeah. Like I do wish I, there was a smaller, I might have gone with a, a midsize option of this one, but mm-hmm. I, I think that they could justify having the midsize now and then offer it 
uh, for smaller wristed people or even for ladies without labeling it a lady's watch. Yeah. I think in general, more brands should should go midsize. I yeah. think 36 to 38 millimeter is a great option. I, I think that's that, not being taken advantage but of. But then I'm also like, there's watches that are just great the way they are and yeah. they don't have to offer. Like I think about the Rolex Submariner. I don't think they need to offer a smaller version of that. I think it's good the way it is. Um, but then it's like that. It's like the 41 plus. Yeah. I think that those are when you kind well, of want a smaller option. I f- it's easy for us to say we think that it's fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's still a lot of people oh, who yeah. it doesn't work very well yeah. for. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I think more brands should do it. I think you should offer, if you're going to do it, you should offer the same, the exact same watch, same specs, same movement, same everything. Like the Tudor. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, the Black exactly. Just in a little bit of a smaller size. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, that would be a very big push for it. And it would be very easy for a lot. If you're not having to invest in new materials or anything like that, it's you're not having to invest in a new design. All you do is just make everything a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think they should honestly. Yeah. That's just my opinion, but that's why you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I don't know why you're listening, but it's fine. Um, okay. So from at gelato mancer, um, thoughts on Zen watches. I love them. I I think they're very, um, what's the word utilitarian. Yes. But I also, I haven't had hands-on experience with them. I'd love to, and I think we both would, and, and yeah. we may at some point in time. But um, yeah, that's probably the reason we just don't talk about them too often. We just we haven't been hands-on with them. We do need to reach out. But uh, I I like the design. I like the look of them. They have some models that I I really do like. Man, Blaine, our friend in San Francisco, had the Zen. You know, it was the white dial with the black bezel? Is it the one one? All these it's not the one hundred four. Let's look this up. They were really popular for a good while, but I, I've always been really attracted to it. It is the 104? Yeah, it's the 104. Okay. It's the white dial 104. Yeah. It's just so cool. Like, well, I agree. I really I, like the white dial. I think so much of it is just that neither of us have had hands-on experience. Um, I think Zen is a brand that is growing in popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think, and we talked about this, we talked about this when we had Cole on the podcast, that mm-hmm. Instagram is a big platform for watch brands to grow yeah um and so the, and that's the thing i've seen zen so much more on instagram lately mm-hmm. so you know i feel like they're growing in popularity um but i i personally i really like them i just don't i've never held one i yeah like what you were talking about the the utilitarian they're so clean mm-hmm. and sharp and well, very german, modern you know, that german yeah. style too yeah for sure i think that design language definitely yeah. uh comes through very strongly we like them all right uh, so Grand Seiko Quartz watches. Oh, this is from, sorry, <laughs> kind of important. This is from at Jasper underscore HK underscore. Uh-huh. Grand Seiko Quartz watches, yay or nay? I say yay. Yeah. I'm like really converting to Quartz watches lately. Same. <laughs> um, but I mean, well, and the Grand Seiko that I want is a Quartz watch. 9F. Um, I think that there's a difference between even, so there's a difference in, in a regular, like off the shelf, like you know, um, I don't know, a Swiss or yeah, Chinese something you buy like at, at Walmart or something like mm-hmm. that, versus like a higher end, higher quality quartz watch. Yeah, you know, I think that there's a difference in that. The finishing is usually different. You know, they they actually do finish the movements a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then also, there's definitely a big difference between a regular higher-end quartz movement and the 9F quartz Yeah, movements. well, they're freaking growing their own quartz yeah. crystals, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think that... 
Grand Seiko is just one of those brands who who understands the importance of quartz watches. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going anywhere, um, but they they invest so heavily into developing, you know, as perfect a quartz watch as possible. And there's just a there's a damn convenience to picking up mm-hmm. a watch and it's set, it's running. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with it. Same. I agree with all your points. And I think I understand why people look down on it. Um, well, not necessarily look down, but they think, okay, at this price point, why would I buy a quartz when I can buy an automatic watch for the same price? And I do understand yeah. that for sure. But Grand Seiko is not cutting any corners with the watch itself. You're still getting that incredible finish and they're more affordable than some of their other offerings. So I think it's a great buy and I, I absolutely adore the 9F. I would not hesitate at all if there was a watch uh, from Grand Seiko that I liked to uh, to buy another 9F Quartz. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh, I really like this one. Okay. So this is a two-part question. Okay. Uh, so this is from one watch, two watch, three watch more, which I love his username. <laughs> it reminds me of a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Um, all right. So part one, if each of you could have one watch of the other's collection, which would it be? And then part two, which watch of yours would you be willing to trade for it? Because he couldn't just like leave us there. It's easy to just want all the watches, but now we have to give up one of our watches. So hard. So, Hmm. I'm going through your collection in my head right now. I feel like it's got to be a fair trade. (laughs) Dang. Okay. So I think probably I'd have to steal Steal? Oh, wow. Trade. Jeez. Now I know that I'm not. Well, do you have to trade me for your watch? I don't or? know. I, think- I don't feel so. Like, it, all right, let's do this. Let's, you can take, or if you could have any watch out of my collection, what yeah. would it be? And then what watch are you willing to get rid okay. of? You don't have to trade it to me. So like, oh, it could be like. Like I would just sell it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, either way, it, it'd be the same. Yeah. But it'd probably be your Planet Ocean. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not a like I'm not a speedy fan. I love your Speedmaster. That's right. You you have a hard time with chronographs, I think, even though you really want one. I know, it's so bad. It's a struggle, but I think I finally realized like I'm just not a chrono person. Okay. So I think it would be the Planet Ocean. And then if I had the Planet Ocean, then I'd probably get rid of my Seamaster. I feel like I don't know. Would be a good good trade off. I think. Yeah, that that sounds right. What about you? I think. I can't go after your birthday watch. <laughs> I do love your birthday watch <laughs> upcoming. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going. At, I would want your your tutor. The you Harris. can't flip it. Don't I'm be flipping not, it. I'm not going to flip it. I'm not cat. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, the green is, green might be my, um, I'm not going to say it's my new color, but I do really like the green. Yeah. Um, what would you trade? Well, but also I'm trying to think of what's in your collection now because you've you've da- you've gotten rid of <laughs> I've a gotten few rid things. of a lot. Um, what would lot. I be willing to give up? You know what? I'd be willing to give up the Planet Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> because I don't. I don't wear it. You, you as do. Much you have anymore. said that recently yeah. that you just don't wear that watch. I'm that not much. wearing it a lot. I don't know. Even over the summer, and it could just be that I didn't get to do like my usual summer. Yeah. Like, all the Where pools you were closed. All, you know, couldn't go to the beach. Yeah. So like, yeah, I couldn't do any of that this summer. You stay so. dark and gloomy with your speedy. Stay dark, gloomy, and pale as <laughs> AF. <laughs> With my speedy. We both are pretty pale. Like, <laughs> our arms are pretty white right now. I know. You're tanner than I am for sure. Because I 
re- <laughs> I've sourced um, you sourced the sun. <laughs> I've sourced the sun um, because I can't take it anymore, and yeah. I just miss being like, oh man, sidebar, like whatever. But the the thing about being southern and a brunette is like, man, like I get so dark in summer, yeah. and I love that color. Same. I need to while we do have these warmer days, I need to just be out there <laughs> sitting in my like shorts and just. Soaking up the last bit of it because it's going to go. It's going to be all gloomy all winter long yeah. soon. I hate Nashville gloomy. It's just gross. <laughs> it's the gloomiest of gloomy. Yeah. Would you like gloomy somewhere else? I think that winter in other cities, especially like northeast where they actually have snow, it looks pretty. But here, like the trees are literally all dead. We don't have a lot of evergreen. So yeah. It's just bare. The grass is dead. Everything just, it just doesn't look good. I just want to spend. It's not a good look like, for Nashville. It's not a good look. I'm, I'm fine spending my winter months like further south. That would be so nice. Like I don't care about the snow. Don't, as <sighs> I clearly made it very clear earlier. What I like, like, you know, California where it almost looks the same for a good part of the year. I'm fine with that. People same complain about too. like one season, yeah. you know, weather. I'm good with that. If it's a yeah. good season, I'm down. For sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So next question. Yeah. Let's scroll. Let me scroll here. We answered that. I guess that was the only one on that page. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like those other ones. We can come back to it if we need to. Okay. Um, so from Jared V43, what's your buying strategy? Credit card? Sell one watch and buy another? Or you save for months? Are you supposed to have a strategy? Question. What do you do for like... 99% yeah. of your purchases. Um, I, it's a little different, though, because I feel like so many of my my purchases are, are just impulses, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I have used a credit card where I have no interest. Like, mm-hmm. I don't buy a watch unless I have the money in the bank to pay for it. But mm-hmm. if I can take care, if I can take advantage of a no interest, like, credit card, then I will. Yeah. Um, especially if you have, like, really great points or something like that. I definitely uh, encourage that if you, if you are essentially getting paid to buy something mm-hmm. then do it as long as you can afford to buy it yeah um you know i i am wanting to get into the cell one watch to buy another and i i've said this a dozen times i just need to do it i need yeah. to rip the band-aid off and start selling like i just need to sell <laughs> one and then somebody dm me and buy one of my watches without me having to actually sell do them. it not any of my I feel like yeah, they're, they're gonna want like your good ones. I know. Don't DM me for like any of my Omegas or the Monta or <laughs> shit. What am I selling? I don't know. Anyways, I, I want to be that person yeah. who like sells and then buys stuff. Um, and saving for months. I don't save for months, but yeah. I will agonize for months yeah. over buying a watch. Um, if it's not an impulse buy, I will agonize it. And that is so stressful. And I don't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I don't think I have a strategy basically is what I'm saying. So <laughs> Kat, what is your strategy? Well, I think I'm definitely, um, I don't think I'm, I sell before I buy. I, I tend to do it around the same time. I'll buy the new watch and then I'll figure out what needs to go. And that's just a justification for myself. Yeah. I mean, I just... It, it comes down to me having just too many watches that I'm not wearing. And that's Same. why I do that. Mm-hmm. I I agree that you could put a watch on a credit card. I, I've never done that. I, I've Or outright, if you want to call it that. Um, and I've definitely never saved because I just, I don't have the patience. We have a savings account and it just gets pulled from that if I really, really want something. And then yeah. we'll, we'll put the funds back in it over time. But mm-hmm. yeah, 
I think, I think that's about it. You just have to do what works best, what works for, best you. for you. Yeah. Like, you know you, you know your finances, you know what you, you have going on. If there's on. nothing you have that you want to get rid of, then then don't do that. Then yeah, save. Don't. Exactly. Definitely don't yeah. get rid of If you absolutely are just in love with your collection mm-hmm. and it's perfect, don't get rid of a watch just for the sake of getting rid of a watch. Yeah. Like, save it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I definitely, like, I, <laughs> famous last words. I've said this on the podcast a dozen times, but I'm like really trying to, you know, curate a collection at this point and like really narrow down what I like. And I'm not buying watches right now. I'm not impulse buying watches, no matter how many times certain people want to DM me about their watches. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to really figure out where, what I want in my watches. And I have a bad habit of loving something for a short period of time and then just kind of like falling out of love with it. Yeah. Um, Do you think that is because it was an impulse buy initially? No, because there's one watch that I have that I'm like that with. I'm hoping I fall back in love. And Mm. I, the pilot watch, the, uh, Stova, the Stova. Yeah. I was upset. I probably drove all of our listeners. And you had it for a long time. I had it for, we, James, shout out to James from Warner (laughs) Wild. He let me keep that watch for months. Yeah. And then I finally bought it and I wore it a lot. And, and maybe it's because of summer, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that I didn't really wear it a and lot. And it's a watch that is typically worn on a leather strap yeah. for the most part. Or a, NATO. or a NATO. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel like about it this winter and all. <laughs> it's such but a good also, watch. I don't want to have a watch that I only wear for like one season a year. Yeah. And I know that sounds ridiculous. I know that I can wear it during summer. But if you're not going, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I understand that. I'm not committing to getting rid of it, though, because I do love it. Yeah, I think you need to give it some more time. Oh, I will give it, like, probably eight more years before <laughs> I even make any decisions. <laughs> Y'all thought me well, buying and it's a, a limit, watch was It's a, a limited edition, too. I know. So, so if like, I get rid of it and I know. regret it, then it's yeah. going to be... Uh, Thank you for adding to my anxiety. I appreciate that. You know, some friends would be like, oh, yeah, I fully support you, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, just remember, you're not going to be able to get that back. That's what I'm here for. Uh Uh-huh. All right. From at clever underscore bait, what is an unattainable grail watch for you? And this is interesting because when we were talking about this before, I feel like we're coming from very different places so what for you is an unattainable grail well for me it's something that is no longer in production and that you can't really get very easy i think a couple would be i love the tech hewer skippers i think what was the other one oh the the white snoopy speedmaster the 50th uh was it no 40 the 45th 45th the white the silver the silver no no is that that wasn't a silver it's just called a silver okay oh it is it was called a silver snoopy too Mm -hmm. oh i didn't know that um, anyway, the white, the white dial. Yeah. And yeah. I Which just, is more attainable than the Tag Heuer. Definitely. To be fair, because there's you more. You just have to spend. You just have to spend a little bit more. $30,000 on it. Oh my God. Are they at 30 now? They were a couple of weeks Holy ago. Holy crap. Yeah. I didn't realize they'd gone up that much. Let's See, when I first go. started in the hobby, they were like trending around 14, 13, 14. Little did I know I should have got one. That, I mean, that's still a lot of money for a Speedmaster. Yeah. I just can't. I agree. It, it's a lot of money for any watch realistically yeah. but it's definitely it's just money that i would not be willing to spend because i know what's true value is oh what there's one for 42.5 oh my gosh Jesus. who is buying that let's look at oh uh, see this Chrono just makes 24. me angry 
Well, it's used, so I would think that it means that somebody actually bought. I think. I think realistically, the thing about this watch is this was probably the first Omega limited edition Speedmaster that started like the Speedmaster chaos of like okay. everything sells out super fast, you and then so? like they flip. It's the first one yeah. that I remember. Yeah. Um, and then you know you can't get a hold of them after. But again, also this was five years ago when Instagram really started to take off for the watch community yeah. as well. Instagram, it's all Instagram's fault. Instagram does honest. hype up uh, <laughs> watches quite a bit because we hype them up. Yes. So to be fair. Um, yeah, so I think that, and then since then, it's been a little bit nonstop, like every Speedmaster limited edition. Shoot, y'all. Um, man. How much? 56. (gasps) Oh, but see, that's the thing. Like, who's buying them for that price? Because then that's, oh, that makes me sick. 42. Oh, I wonder if they went up even more after this latest. After, yeah. Mm. I would imagine. I want to see what these new ones are going to go for. Did you see that there was one on on eBay like but immediately? Because they don't have one yet. But how could they list it if they don't even have it? I don't understand. I don't how know that how works. eBay allows them to do that. Yeah, I remember seeing a picture of it, and it was just the it stock just image. The stock how image. can you sell something and mm-hmm. without even having it? I just don't. I don't know. Yep. Y'all don't buy. Don't buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, just wait. Like, just like try out. to get your name They're down. They're not going to be a limited edition watch, yeah, even you if know. you have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I get worth it. waiting. I get it because people don't want to wait. And so it's just like Rolex. They're willing to pay X amount more to actually have one versus never being called or waiting years to get one. Yeah. Because we can be impatient. I, I can be impatient. So I understand Same. it. But man, I would definitely try to get my I can be down. impatient, but I'm cheap. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Especially when it's not like it's one to two K more. Yeah. It's going to be a way more. more. I can't believe how much that one is. That's ridiculous. Yeah, wow. that was insane. I'd go buy a Daytona if I was going to spend that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're spent, if, but you, this was your unattainable grail. So if you have $50,000 to spend on a watch. Yeah. And now a word from today's sponsor. Hodinkee, the preeminent resource for all things watches, has recently announced a new venture, Hodinkee Insurance. Created in partnership with Chubb, the world's premier insurer of valuable collectibles, Hodinkee Insurance is a game changer in how you protect the watches you love. Signing up takes just a few minutes, and in most cases, you can instantly protect your watches with comprehensive insurance that's why two of the most trusted names in their industries. In most cases, you won't need independent appraisals or sales receipts, and you won't even have to speak with an agent to get your quote. With Hodinkee Insurance, there are no deductibles, and you receive full worldwide coverage with appreciation protection, meaning that you're covered up to 150% of each watch's value up to the policy limit. Hodinkee Insurance is available to U.S. residents in all 50 states. Visit insurance.hodinkee.com or download the Hodinkee app for iOS or Android to learn more and sign up today. Are you buying the Daytona or are you buying Snoopy? I guess I would still have it on the list because right. I still feel like it's hard to get. It's such a beautiful watch, it's, too. Yeah. It's it is a favorite of mine. I do enjoy it. You've right. always liked that watch. I have. What about you? Um, I So I approach it differently. I just approach it as a watch that I will never be able to afford in my lifetime. Um, and that's the, uh, like, 
there are there's so many of these watches that I just am yeah. obsessed with. Um, but it's the uh, Jacob & Co. Midnight Planetarium that oh. I've been obsessed with forever. Yeah. For anything that Jacob... Or it, no, it's the... Sorry. All of that part out. Okay. It's the Van Cleef & Arpels Midnight Planetarium. Oh, okay. Um, which is just absolutely beautiful. If you guys haven't seen it before, it, it's incredible. Like literally there's an entire solar system on the dial of oh, this watch, that's right. all of the planets. Is this one that you saw when you went to Vegas? A I did not. See, no, I saw. Um, I saw one of the um, the Jacob and Co. ones. Okay. Um, one of theirs that they do. That's kind of a similar idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love it. But it's like three hundred thousand so dollars or something like that. Yeah. I feel like if I am at this point in my life where I would spend three hundred thousand dollars on a watch, I wouldn't care about yeah. what happens. And I. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, how could people spend so much and then, like, you know, use it as a sports watch or whatever? But, you know, I think it is the point where if you have that much disposable income to spend on a watch, you're not worried about scratching it up or, or yeah. the cost of service. Same thing with cars and, and boats and things like that. You yeah. know, they just, they, people like that don't have to care. Yeah. Versus for me, I have to care like about <laughs> how much, you know, things are going to cost to service yeah. and how much, you know, the maintenance is going to be. And I don't like know. That. I tell you, if I, if I won the lottery today, I still feel like deep down inside my roots would not go away and I'd still be kind of the way I am Humble. about things. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I don't feel like I Like I I know when you're you're kind of not being scammed, but I I don't know. I I don't want to pay more than what something actually is worth, no yeah. matter how much money I have. It's still a hard thing to do. Yeah. But I feel like at, at some point it's hard to determine what a watch is worth is. Mm -hmm. I I like, you know, I think it's easy to assume that we know how much stuff is mm -hmm. worth, but how much worth do you put or what's the price tag you put on one person hand making a watch yeah. movement? How much it. is that worth? Yeah. You know, how much is that kind of experience worth? It, it's outside of like the materials it's and things like, like that. It's basically like artwork when you yeah, think about exactly. it. It's, it's a like piece of how art. How do you really value yeah. something like that? I absolutely see that. And I and I agree, especially with those watches that are very limited in numbers. Yeah. And it's truly a one of a kind piece. So yeah. um, I get it. I just want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. So from... Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's your turn. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay. Sorry. Where are we at? Okay. If you could own any speedy, vintage, or modern, which one would it be and why? Oh, man. There's a lot. I should have really thought about this question. You already know mine. Is your Snoopy again? No, it's the 50th. Oh, the, uh, oh yeah, If, yeah, I, yeah, like if I'm gold. getting one speedy, like... The gold. 50th anniversary. I'm getting that gold. It's so pretty. I feel like... I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah. Because I, I'm obsessed you with You talked the, about going vintage. I'm obsessed with the Alaska Project, first oh, of all. I'm yeah. obsessed with that. I think that watch would is so Would you wear it with a red Hell, case? <laughs> yes, I would. So gangster. I think it's, it's so, so ridiculous. cool. It's it's ridiculous yeah. in, in every way. Yeah. But hell yeah, I would wear it with that big big red outer hockey puck on it um, that's hilarious i mean if i'm going more modern than that like one of my favorite speedmasters is the uh the aventurine dial moon phase it's not the current moon phase collection it actually has like the four sub dial layouts like mine does but it's a larger 44 millimeter okay and it has an aventurine dial and mm. the Ave aventurine is just so freaking gorgeous yeah i love that it was in the speedmaster collection for that one watch yeah. and i've always wanted that watch but then i feel like you kind of like if you could get any speed 
Blockmaster, like something vintage, like the original CK two nine one five, yeah, would be absolutely f- like just go for go for the first, mm-hmm. and you know, That's true. I, I and the thing is, is what I love about the Speedmaster collection is if you go vintage, you still ha- it doesn't look. Yeah. ridiculously vintage it's because classic. the Speedmaster hasn't changed yeah. that much. Yeah. Like the original, the classic Moonwatch design, like the professional series hasn't really changed all that much. So yeah. it still looks modern enough. It doesn't look like, you know, I'm wearing some dainty vintage piece. Now, if I want vintage, you guys better believe like I'm not washing my hands. I'm not like that thing won't even sit next to the sink. Yeah. I will not push <laughs> the water resistance on that. What are you talking uh, about? I went to the moon. Why are you scared? <laughs> There's a water on the moon cat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like that that's a tough one. Yeah, it is really tough. And I don't think I even gave an answer. I think so. there's a, there is a lot of vin- good vintage ones. I think for me now that I know that I'm not in love with vintage, uh, I probably just would stick with the modern. That's why I'd go for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, get that solid gold 50th anniversary. Yeah. What do they call that gold color? Moonshine gold. Moonshine. We should oh, know this. Man. Yeah. I do love it. It's so good. It's beautiful. All right. All right. So from at watch underscore obsession, Monta, Oaken Oscar, or Astern Banks, you can only choose one. Which? This is so hard. This is incredibly hard. Um, first of all, it would be amazing to have each one of these watches in my collection. And I, I honestly hope to one day have one of each of these, especially we just talked about on the last episode, Astern Banks a little bit. And uh, some of the things they're doing, I'm a huge fan of Oak and Oscar. And I like, I've honestly almost pulled the trigger several times. Um, on the Olmstead? Yeah. The white. Yeah, the white. The white. Oh, so oh the white is so good. Gosh, darn it. I, I hate to say this is I'm like a Monta fangirl. I just, I love Monta's design. And I think, I think each of these brands offer something completely different at, at different price points. Obviously, I think if you want that kind of military vibe, you go with Astrum Banks. I think if you want a casual, sporty, um, more field watch style vibe, you go with Oak and Oscar. And then if you want that more refined, dressier vibe, you go with the Manta. So I think it just depends on what you're looking for, really. Uh, that's an incredibly t- tough question. But can I, I, just, I go Manta. Can I just say ditto? Like, yeah. is that an acceptable yeah, we answer? That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's uh, honestly the same for all of that. We've no, we've not had any hands-on experience yeah. with Western banks. We will be getting hands-on experience with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think the same thing. Like, yeah. it just depends on what depends kind of vibe budget, you're looking you, for. Yeah, I mean, so budget, many different vibe. Yeah, for style. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, we love Ditto. all. We love all three of them. Answer. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of, so from from the fellas over at Monta Watch, they asked, uh, "When is it acceptable for a young watch brand to do their first limited edition?" Smiley face. We're gonna take that smiley face as a hint, but I am totally taking that as a hint. Yeah, clearly Monta is doing something soon. Mm, wonder what they're working up. I don't know. I, you know, I don't. I think you do it whenever it feels right. I the thing that really. I get a little irritated with the with the community. Sorry, y'all, but but there's so much hate on limited edition watches, yeah. and it really just gets on my nerves. Like, I mean, if a watch brand doesn't want to mass produce something, let them do it as a yeah. limited edition. That's fine. You know, some brands legitimately have a lot of things to celebrate, so they mm-hmm. do a lot of limited editions. 
that's fine. Um, and even if they do a limited edition, because it's freaking Tuesday and they feel like it. Yeah. A lot of times, the thing that I don't like about a limited edition watch is I don't like when brands are lazy about it. I don't like when they just take the same watch. Maybe we'll change the dial color, make this this one dial color limited mm-hmm. edition. That I don't like. So you like. want more of a story behind the watch? Yeah, or okay. a story behind it or just like to make a, it special a different for... design. I want something to be special yeah, about it. I yeah, other than a different color dial. Like, mm-hmm. kudos. Yeah. Also, hopefully lots of us are doing that. Are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Is that I, harsh? No, I can take that little bit out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be very excited to see kind of what comes out and, and what's coming up. Yeah. So what what about you? I when is it acceptable? I think, like you said, it's got to be the right time. I think when the brand knows that it has a significant fan base, that they know that they'll do well with it. Um, we've seen a lot of brands do it. Oak and Oscar did one uh, last year. Was it mm-hmm. last year? I, I can't think remember so. Now. Yeah. With Wilson. The Ashland mm-hmm. um, that Oak and Oscar did. So I. I think it worked really well for them. And with Monta, I think um, they have such a hardcore fan base that they could do a small batch of a limited edition watch and it would do really well. And I think for the micro brands, especially, or the independents, um, they're already seeing, they have a really good relationship with the brands and with the the owners. And I think that they just want a way to feel a little bit closer to them and feel like, you know, they have something special. It's a little different than than buying a, a limited edition Orist that does so many limited editions. They're a big company. I think it's a little bit more special when it comes from these guys because you're you're already a big fan. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you know them and all right. So <laughs> next question. Um I feel like this is something we can all relate to. From acrylic underscore hand, why can't we stop and just be fine with the collection that we have? Because mm. we're freaking addicts. Yeah. It's an addiction for sure. It's so ridiculous. It's yeah. so dumb. And it carries over into, it doesn't have to be watches. I think everyone has like that small thing with maybe exception my husband who I don't know what he spends his money on, but like he just doesn't spend money. <laughs> He's just like spending the trip. But like uh, my father-in-law, for instance, he he buys and flips trucks all the time. Yeah. He, he loves trucks and he, he'll buy the perfect one that fits every single one of the needs that he has. And then I'll flip it in like a year or two for something else. Yeah. And it's the same way with me and my watches. I do the same thing and a little less expensive than his, but <laughs> I think everyone kind of has something similar yeah. along I mean, those people lines. People are into shoes, mm-hmm. um, bags, you know, bags, lots or, of things. Yeah, leather goods in general. Um, people are, in, are into home decor. Like yeah. how, my mom, ma- how much home decor do you need? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's there's always something mm-hmm. we just are the the small group of people who found watches to be that thing and there's nothing wrong with it yeah do you embrace it do you and- I, i've given up like all the hate that people give me for flipping watches and trading and, and buying and selling it's like i got to the point where i just don't care yeah it's my life yeah i'll do what i want don't care yeah live your, and, li- live that, your life and the reality is there's we have a finite amount of income. Yeah. There's always new things coming out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm always going to be tempted by other I watches. don't keep the same car always. for my entire life. There you go. Because I want something new after a few years. And yeah. the same, same thing with watches. I've enjoyed it. Now it's time to move it on and get something new. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why it's so frowned upon. As though, like, you're supposed to just build a permanent watch collection. And some people do, and that's great. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. 
That sounded really sarcastic. It did sound very sarcastic. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I'm genuinely happy for you. I don't know how to say that without like. No, um, but I mean, it, yeah, I get that. It's it's very. I think it, it's hard because there's always the the rea- there's so many great brands and there's so many great new releases and we're always going to be tempted by other things. Yeah. So you know, I feel like it, it's just it's a it's finding what you what tempts you that you really really love yeah. versus what tempts you and it's just lust. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if you asked me two months ago if I'd ever get rid of my Explorer, I'd say no. Then I did. And I don't feel bad about it. I haven't even missed it, which is crazy. That is crazy because yeah. you can't even wear like what replaced it. I know. That's really crazy, actually. All right. So the next question comes from at RF. I'm just going to spell it. R-F-G-U-I-M-A-R-A-E-S-F. There's no way I could have said that. Um, what do you ladies think of Bremont and IWC, especially their pilot watches? I have nothing against either brand. I mm-hmm. I like both brands actually. I've not had a lot of hands-on experience with either. I've I don't think I've ever had hands-on experience with a Bremont. Um, you know, I I've never I've not had extensive experience with IWC. Just trying on people's at like the Watch Club meetups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or at like a, an event. I love the Big Crown. Mm-hmm. I love the way it sits on the wrist. I love the look of it. Yeah. I think it, it's big. It's sexy. I love it. But that crown, so <laughs> it digs into my little wrist so much. Yeah, and I you know I think that's my favorite watch from IWC. But it's trying to like pull something like that off. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I I like their watches. I love the way that they they photograph. I love when people post them. But I just I don't have the hands on experience to really justify yeah. you know any of it. Yeah, same. I haven't had hands on experience a little bit with IWC, and that's about it. But none of their pilot watches actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Spitfire. I freaking love that watch so much. It's hard for for pilot watches for me because aesthetically, there's so many that are really they're the same. Yeah, and I know there's subtle differences, but then it's like, why spend X amount, you know, on on an IWC when I could spend half that and get a Stova or something that looks almost exactly like that because the pilot watches are very similar. Yeah. So yeah, but I I have I had a bunch of uh, IWC for sure. I'm I'm probably a bigger fan than than Bremont, but Again, I just I haven't really been hands on, so I can't really say. And I'm and I'm not too familiar with Bremont, to be honest with you. I don't I don't have an extensive knowledge of their their models. Yeah, no, so, same. Yeah. I yeah, I see them every now and then on. Instagram. I just feel like maybe here in the states they're not as popular. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Because I just I've honestly just never seen one. Yeah, I don't really know a lot of people who have one. I think I, I've seen one or two pass through, like with I work don't see and them stuff. carried in a lot of our ads. Um, nobody carries them. Not I've never here. seen them in a in an ad. Um, or even while traveling, I've never seen them. Yeah, I don't have anything against them. I just I don't. For me, yeah, I don't know them. And I can like something, I can tell you that I like something, you know, online or whatever. I can like the look of something, but I really am hesitant to say that I really, really like something unless I can actually like hold it in person. Yeah. Because pictures, you know, yeah, pictures can be deceiving. Definitely. Things like that. So I'm really hesitant to pass like a firm judgment until I see something in person. Yeah. So, okay. So from at blue underscore. from at blue underscore moose underscore racing any watches you hesitated in buying missed out and regretted wait oh that's a comma there i should you know read 
Reading is hard sometimes. All right. Any watches you hesitated in buying or any watches you missed out and regretted not pulling the trigger on? Mm. I think I regret not pulling the trigger on a Rolex Hulk years ago. You had an opportunity to buy at retail? I mean, I mean, I think I could have had I, I, it took me a long time to desire that watch. Yeah. I started really liking that watch in the past probably seven to eight months. And then at that point, I am not going to get one. And then rumors started flying that it's going to be discontinued. So prices started going over the roof. But I, I, I love the watch now. And, and I'm just, again, there's no way I'm going to pay the prices that they're, they're going for. And yeah. I, I missed out. What about uh, watches that you hesitated in buying that you actually bought? Any watches you hesitate? Oh, that I hesitated yeah. in buying? Psh, I don't hesitate. I buy. <laughs> like, just to be honest with you, like, there's no hesitation. No hesitation. If, if my eyes are on something, I just do it. Uh, I don't I, agonize like you do. I do agonize. You do. You, yeah. So you go much. through all the phases of like. <laughs> so much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's too much. Um, all right. So I, uh, you'll probably hate me for this. What? I had an opportunity to buy a Snoopy at retail. The white? The white. Oh my gosh. Hated the watch. Hated it. Do you like it now? You you said you like it. I like it. It's not my like favorite watch. Mm -hmm. I like that I could sell it right now for like forty thousand dollars. So my dumbass would have sold it, you know, when it was eighteen thousand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not judging anybody hurt? who did. It, Does it hurt you knowing it that you could have had it? From an investment point. Yeah. Like knowing that, man, I could have like I could have made thirty thousand dollars. But you're not a watch. flipper at heart. I would have I'm a flipper <laughs> for the right price. I I'm anything for the right price. So yeah, yeah I would have flipped it mm. for sure. But I don't know I don't know that I would have had the patience to have held on to it for so long. Yeah. So but I think you would have. I would I think you would have kept it because it was limited. I probably started so you would have known you and, would have known that it, like eventually it would have Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Man. Shit happens. Anything I mean that you has everything. I hesitate (laughs) buying everything. (laughs) There's not a watch that I own that I haven't hesitated in buying. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is there a watch that I own that I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I feel like when I bought my Speedmaster, wait, no, when I bought my Planet Ocean, was my, which came first? I think the Planet Ocean came first. When I, whenever I bought like my first, like really like expensive watch, I didn't really hesitate. I yeah. just did it. I mean, I was able to get it at a great deal. But you also were probably weren't as into watch. Do you think you were as into watches as you are now? I was or you- fairly into okay. them at that point. Yeah. Okay. This was like three, three oh, okay. years so ago. Yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty, I was pretty into watches at that point, but I just, I, but probably only because I got it at a stupid good price. Yeah. So <laughs> like maybe that has to do with that it. That definitely adds But even then, like I, I got the Manta at, oh, a, at a phenomenal price yeah. and still agonized. Yeah. You were part of that process yeah. of agonizing. I don't know. I'm a crazy person when it comes we to are, buying We're all watches. crazy. So. We're all crazy. Okay. So from um, our buddy over at SoCal Watch Reviews, Dream Guest. I don't know. John Mayer. Yeah, I feel that's a thing. It's got to be a celebrity. I feel like, you know, I want it to be, if you're going John Mayer, I'm going Post Malone. Yeah. He has a lot he of watches. He has a legitimate watch collection. Yeah. And he knows about like, 
he knows watches. That's yeah. the thing. Like when I love, there's a YouTube video of him talking, I forget mm-hmm. like with who he's talking watches and um, like he goes over like, I think it was like a, um, what's that magazine? Esquire? Or, yeah. It, I don't it know if it was Esquire. Yeah. It was something like that. I'll link it in the show yeah. notes. Um, But yeah. He, and he talks about like, you know, like why he buys things and he talks about like he knows watches enough to know like the difference in factory set and yeah. how factory set watches like appreciate better and yeah. things like that and that and he's just like i love post malone and like Ooh, what daniel craig or like all mm. these all like these ambassadors but see the, the thing is ambassadors like, would be cool yeah the thing is like but I do they really who, love watches or are they just a brand ambassador that's the thing about if we could get whoever works with post Malone and like john Daniel mayer Craig, could you guys just like yeah hook us up already who else is really into watches i don't know i need dolly to be into watches i know we just want to get her on our show even if she doesn't like watches. <laughs> i don't even know what's what we talk about but it's fine yeah, we'll figure out something i'd probably just start crying just love her so much. Um, um, that's such a hard question. I feel like it would have to be a celebrity, but Definitely. I would want it to be somebody who who likes Genuinely. watches to like watches, yeah. not because I, I think that's the hard thing about like Charlize Theron or mm-hmm. you know Jennifer David Anderson, Beckham. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody, um, Daniel Craig, you mm-hmm. know Nicole Kidman. I feel like that's the hard part because I want to know that you're genuine genuinely into watches now i have read that like george clooney is mm. was genuinely into watches well mm. before his time and that yeah. that's what brought him to omega okay um i've i've read that i don't i mean obviously yeah, yeah nobody knows how true that is but and i think that's really cool like that he was a speedmaster like fanatic before yeah. and that's like how he kind of got tied in and being an omega well i always master. see it as a big tell when you see these celebrities out and about just through Instagram, whatever, um, paparazzi photos, and they're not wearing a watch, and then they're brand ambassadors. Yeah. I'm like, you're just not a watch person. You're, right. You wear it when you're dressed up at an event, but then you never wear a watch otherwise. And then there's celebrities that you always see with a watch on, and you're mm-hmm. like, I, I wonder if they are a watch person, because a lot of people don't even wear watches nowadays. Yeah. They just don't. So, yeah, I think those those are, that's a pretty good list. I feel like. I was trying to think of a female, but I just don't know of any celebrities. Ellen. That, Oh, how Ellen. did we not? Ellen would oh be fantastic. She is definitely into watches. Can we get Ellen on this podcast? Who knows Ellen? We <sighs> have thousands of listeners. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who's got a cousin and an auntie who knows Ellen. That would be a far reach. But yeah, Ellen. I'd say like, I can't believe Hudinki hasn't jumped on that yet. Because uh, I can see that. listens to our podcast. <laughs> don't steal our idea Hickey. or if you do I, like just I, let I, us people have do been it. asking for it for so long let us do it yeah mm. jerry uh, seinfeld's a big watch guy too that would be oh, oh my yeah. god that would be so fun yeah man the list goes on it really does <laughs> sorry so we'll go to people. the next question <laughs> i i'm excited to go to this next question actually oh, okay all right oh so, this is a good one <laughs> yes i'm so excited <laughs> All right. First of all, again, I love love this Instagram handle. Yeah. It's at don't tell the wife watches. <laughs> all right. So we talked about this topic uh, with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess at this point last week when we were talking to uh, Mr. Grand Seiko. Um, what is the first watch you would co buy and why? <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard. So I was thinking. We were very hesitant about the co-buying idea anyways. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that episode, you need to because it really was a phenomenal chat. Yeah, for sure. But what do you got? I'd say just as of late, 
something we both really, really like was that Tudor Black Bay 58 Blue. I think I could see that one because I already have my Herons. Mm-hmm. So I have that one that's special. But then that would be the fun one that just goes back and forth between us. Yeah. What do you think? All right. <laughs> I thought about I love the, this question. I thought about the Black Bay. Okay. But I had a pretty solid plan from the beginning, okay? Oh. So my thought <laughs> is we need, if we're going to do this, we need proof of concept. Okay. We need to know that, like, we can do this, we can share custody, and we're not going to, like, freaking drive each other insane, yeah. texting each other all the time. We're not going to, like, Which is miss hilarious it, blah, because blah, blah, we blah. share all these watches that we get in for review. We don't even but, think about them because so, they're not ours. There's been a time or two that <laughs> oh, really? I've probably been like, oh, man. Like, I really oh, that I get to, like, pick it up watch. first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, dang it. Now I have to wait for to come Aww. over to Kat's house. Um, yeah, so I, I, a proof of concept. I think a watch that both of us really enjoy. We wouldn't have to spend a whole lot of money on it because, okay. you know, again, like I don't want to spend a whole lot of yeah, money if like we decide that this doesn't work out, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I mean, the Black Bay Blue, we could just sell for a profit and yeah, we can make money on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to go. I think the Brew, the Teal oh. Blue, the Teal Retrograph from Brew. Is yeah. it the Retrograph? It is. Yeah, because that's the retro. This is the retromatic. Yeah, it's all retro-graph. the retro watches. Yeah. <laughs> but we we both really like that watch. That's true. It's not. It's but a, we, we both it, couldn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah. for some reason or another. Right, we have exactly. too many watches because we have. There's the idea we have too many watches. Blah blah blah. Like the excuses we tell ourselves, which are true excuses. <laughs> but so spending what was that watch? Four hundred dollars, three eighty five, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was close to four hundred. So four hundred dollars, like we may not want to do, but spending two hundred dollars, you know. Know, for a watch that maybe we don't you have all the time. Into this. I did. Dang. Like I really did. <laughs> I, we just need to prove that we could do it. Okay. Because we are like, eh, I mean, in case you guys haven't figured out, Kat and I are really close. Like we chat all the time. Like <laughs> this isn't just like a once a week thing that we get on this podcast. No. Like legitimately, like BFFs, like ride or die. I don't go a day without texting you. No. Like <laughs> you, while you were on vacation, I tried to be so good. I was like, I'm not gonna. Text I started Kat texting. First. I know, but I was like, I'm not going to text her first. I'm going to like let her be on vacation and blah, blah, blah. And then there was like one day that you didn't text until like four o'clock. And I was like, she doesn't love me. She's moved on to her husband. It's not fair. Um, But no, I I think a proof of concept, a pretty inexpensive watch that we both really, really like, but wouldn't necessarily be willing to commit the full price to because of like either we don't like it. Well, we, we don't do know. like it, but we don't know it yeah. enough to spend that much on it. And we know that we all have way too many freaking watches as it is. So I like that's it. my idea. I like it. <laughs> I did not put that much thought into mine. It's fine. But that's a, you made a very good point because the Black Bay 58 Blue is is quite high. So that would be like a big buy. Like you, we'd really... Like, I think that if but we were going to ever do this, I agonize over it. So like, yeah. you'll be ready to buy the spots for three months. And I'll just like, our name like, comes up well, on the list. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Very true. Um, I, I think that that's the smart, smart way to go about it is to, for the first one, it needs to be something lower price for yeah. sure. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one, one day. day. Never know. We'll see. I love is how that- everyone's like DMing us too, that y'all, y'all should do it. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that y'all live our lives. So like, you're going to make us hate each other is what you're going to do. But we're not going 
to hate each other no. over like something we each spent two hundred dollars yeah. on. No, for that's, sure. That's my that's my thought process. Yeah. Is it's something that's so yeah, and you wouldn't probably like super miss it when it wasn't there. Exactly. Exactly. Now here's the big question though: mm-hmm. Who gets that first week? Mm, the honeymoon phase. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Who gets the first honeymoon? And yeah, who gets I think the it has to be a seconds flip one? of a coin. It does have it has to be, to be like be the random. most random. Yeah, yep. for sure. But also the watch comes to your house first. But I wouldn't open it. Oh. I wouldn't open it. Oh. Yeah, I'd be nice. You're so good. Yeah. I would have opened it. <laughs> <laughs> Half the time I pick up the watches for us and I don't even open them. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just trying to like I not open them in the in my car outside of UPS. Yeah. So is that well, our last question? I think that's the last that one. was a fun one to end on. Yeah. I think we're yeah we're about an hour in. So man, this is a long Q and A, guys. It's good. It's well, all good. they were really good questions. They were so good, and thank you guys for for answering our stories and mm-hmm. for submitting the questions. I'm sorry if we couldn't get to your questions. There were so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably one of the most like engaging yeah. s- responses that we've gotten. Uh, Usually which, we get like all. The please follow me and all those kind of like like my page and it I mean it is what it is I think everyone knows what we're talking about everyone like gets all this, them the bot sort of the bots too yeah and like we get the... a million of them and this time like there wasn't a single one and and there's a lot of great questions we didn't answer we may keep them yeah and answer them next time but uh yeah so we might change up the Q and A format yeah. a little bit we have we have some ideas yeah so stay tuned stay tuned. All right. Well, so head over to our website, www.tennan2.com for show notes. I'll try and remember a lot of the stuff that we we talked about a lot today uh, and put some links to some stuff in there. Um, Yeah. And make sure you're following us along over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on all of our social medias at 10 and 2 Media. Uh, Go follow our YouTube page as well, which is just 10 and 2 Simple. And that is all, y'all. Bye. All right. Bye.